Welcome to the Building Better Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Eterbity. As a board-certified nurse coach, I'm passionate about helping others stop struggling and start succeeding. Here, I share my experiences as an operating room nurse, a former wife, and a mother of three in an effort to create connections and help you build something better. Welcome to episode 14. Today, I am going to rip the Band-Aid off and talk about infidelity. This is something I've touched on in previous episodes as I kind of highlighted what marriage looked like for me, but I felt it was really important to address where infidelity plays a role, not only in our relationships, but for me personally, and how I've kind of come full circle in the healing process of that. So there's different kinds of infidelity. You can have infidelity sexually, which I think most people think of as if you have sex with another person other than your partner. You can have emotional infidelity in which you seek comfort or a relationship with someone. So it doesn't have to necessarily be sexual, it can be that you're confiding your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings in someone that you can't with your partner. Online, I mean, we are in the digital age and there is so much access, whether it be social media, email, texting, sexting, that you can communicate with people. And even again, if it's not a physical act of sex, there is still an intimacy that can be experienced online. And so Anytime a couple really is faced with infidelity and what it means to their relationship, it then comes to a point where you have to either mend your relationship or end your relationship. And when I say a point, it doesn't mean that there's just a split second decision in which you pick one or the other. Sometimes this unfolds over years, even decades. And I think first we start and try and understand why infidelity happens. So a lot of it can be related to low self-esteem on the person who's committing the act of infidelity. They may not feel great about themselves or about the status of their relationship, and it may cause them to look for fulfillment outside of their current arrangement. Um, something else that can contribute is there there is such a thing as addiction to sex or romance and chasing that feeling of being flirtatious. And if you're dissatisfied with the state of your current partnership, it makes it much more appealing to chase that quick hit of dopamine that you get from a flirtatious encounter with someone else. Now, I think ultimately partners really do need to compare their compatibility and have open discussions about expectations. So first of all, sexual urges vary from person to person. Hormonal levels vary from person to person. And even when you start a relationship, just because sex or intimacy plays one role doesn't mean that it's going to stay at that level forever. And as partners age, as we bring children into our relationships, as different things impact our life, you know, we can have grief. Grief can drastically impact a sex drive. Our self-esteem with our, our physical nature, if we've gained weight or if we lose a job, there's so many things that play a role and connect with how we show up in our romantic and intimate relationships. And so just because in the beginning of your relationship, things might be hot and steamy, that's not to say that in five years after you've had two babies that it's going to be the same. And I think getting very clear with your partner about what your expectations are and forming agreements about what you both not only hope for in your relationship, but that you're committed to working towards and where some some hard boundaries are. So you need to get clear about what your personal opinion is about pornography, 
for some relationships, this does play a role. Some people don't mind it. Some people, it is offensive. And so I think having that open conversation with your partner allows you both to be on the same page and quickly identify if you have very different core values around that, maybe this is not the partnership for you. Something as simple as flirting. Um, There are individuals that are just flirtatious by nature. And if they enter into a relationship with someone who is very insecure, even if it's quote unquote harmless, it can be harmful for their self-esteem and harmful for what they perceive the relationship to be. So I think being very clear and having an open communication about, hey, you know, I noticed that you were talking to so-and-so and that really bothered me. Then your partner can reassure you and discuss that with you. And it might just be as easy as that, or it might be, I don't, I need to find a different resolution for this in our relationship. For me personally, something that I have always kind of adopted is that I behave as if my partner is with me at all times. So if it's not something that I would say or do in front of my partner, then it's probably something I shouldn't be doing in the first place. And then I would ask myself if I'm being urged to do that, where is that coming from? Is there a deficit in my relationship? Um, Is there something I'm searching for? And then it gives you the opportunity to explore that within your relationship before seeking to have that need met elsewhere. And speaking of needs, we need to get very clear on what our needs are. If someone has an expectation of intimacy so many times a week, but another person has a vast different, different opinion of what intimacy looks like and sex looks like in a relationship and how many times a week, that's another area that needs to be addressed. What happens if your needs or your partner's needs change? You know, as we age, things change. Our ability to have sex changes. Our sex drive changes. What are your partner's views on public displays of affection? I know that's kind of a a term from when we were in, you know, middle school. But if you have someone that is not comfortable being affectionate in public and for you, having that connection of holding hands and being close is really, really important to you. It's good to identify that ahead of time to address any conflicts before they lead to problems. Now I will share infidelity has played a role in my life since I was a baby. And A lot of the details I know now, I clearly didn't know back then. It does really explain a lot of the things that I experienced and how it contributed to my thoughts and feelings and beliefs around relationships. So my father, I love him very much. He cheated on my mom when I was very young. And this went on for a very, very long time. And... When I was a teenager, I really judged my dad for that. I really felt that if you love someone and you love your family, that you just stay, you just do. And I think that contributed later on toward me staying in a relationship that was unhealthy because I wanted to prove that you could. I wanted to prove that if you really loved your kids enough that you could make it last, that you could make it work, that you could pretend that everything was okay. And I do remember when we were kids, my dad taking us to another woman's house. I remember my parents fighting. I remember how sad my mom was. 
I had to be younger than seven because we hadn't moved yet. And I remember laying down in my My Little Pony tent and hearing my mom say that she, it wasn't enough for him to be with her, that she wanted to know that he wanted to be with her and not be with someone else. And my parents didn't separate till I was 10 years old. And my dad ended up getting remarried. My mom did not. However, I see that I really judged my stepmom for a long time in the role that she played at the end of my parents' marriage. Did my parents' marriage end because of my stepmom? No, it was broken long before that. I think that there was an incompatibility. I think that once that trust was broken, they both tried hard to make it last as long as it could. But seeing later when my dad was with my stepmom, he did find the right person for him. You know, they were, they were together for over 30 years. And I feel badly because I think a lot of people judged my stepmom for a really long time thinking that she was the reason. And she was not the reason. She might've been a sign or a symptom of what the underlying condition was, but she wasn't direct cause of what happened in their relationship. And so you fast forward and I had a number of individuals that cheated on me before my marriage. And I cheated on someone who was very close to me because I didn't have the knowledge of how to break up with someone. And I know that sounds like a really kind of chicken shit thing to say, but I didn't know how to break up with someone to say, "Mm, it's, it's just not for me or you're not meeting my needs. And I think sometimes we don't want to leave. Maybe this is as good as it gets, but how will I ever know if I don't try something else? And yeah, looking back, should I have ended it and then gone and sowed my oats or, you know, whatever, whatever term you want to use for women, maybe that is what I should have done. But I was very young and I don't know that that language had been modeled for me in a way that I could say, no, I'm not satisfied in my relationship and I don't want to hurt you. And I really do care about you. However, I need to go explore other options. Now I can but I'm almost 44 years old. He was 19 then. And so I've seen both sides. I've been the child in the relationship where infidelities had an impact. I've been the person who's been cheated on. I have been the cheater. And it's really, really forced me to think about why. Why does this happen? I mean, it's it's clearly not just in marriages. It's in just relationships when you're dating. It happens in marriages that are, you know, just starting. It happens in marriages that have been, you know, together for 20 years and men do it, women do it. Like there doesn't seem to be one single thing that you can pinpoint other than a person's needs not being met. That's not to say just because your need isn't being met that you just go out and do it, but it's shedding a light and giving us a space for us to start having these conversations to say, wow, yesterday I felt myself starting to flirt with someone and it felt really good. And then it felt really bad because I'm in a committed relationship. Why would I do that? And yet there's still a little part of us that really enjoyed that dopamine hit from talking to that cute guy 
And now it's a question of what do we do with that? You know, it's, it's, it's an option for us to start to explore what that means about ourselves, about our current relationship, about how we talk to our partner about that. And so that's really what I want to highlight. And I think bringing forth the fact that infidelity has been literally a part of my life for 40 years, it says something about it. So while there had been cheating in, you know, short-term relationships prior to my marriage, it wasn't until my marriage that infidelity probably played the next most significant role. And really what it resulted in was a breaking of the trust. And the way that it impacted me on a mental level, because I became obsessive with checking messages and looking through emails and trying to find evidence as a way of justifying how I was feeling. And and I will share with you that being suspicious is exhausting. When you act on that suspicion and you become this private investigator hunting for any single clue, that is exhausting. Self-loathing for being in either of those states is also exhausting. So often we live this out in private. I personally, I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't tell them what was going on within my marriage because I was afraid that my partner would be judged. I was afraid that I would be judged for staying or for leaving. And I felt that if I had all of these other opinions coming at me, it would just compound these horrible, horrible feelings that I was keeping to myself. And so I did stay because I did have young children, and I think that immediately started to erode my self-esteem because I didn't value who I was. And the moment that I felt I was allowing someone to disrespect me, I was in turn disrespecting myself. And then it became even harder for me to be able to connect emotionally and physically, not just with my spouse, but with anyone. Because when you feel like you can't even trust yourself, it's very, very hard to show up and be vulnerable. Because deep down inside, you're thinking, if I can't trust you with my heart, how can I trust you with my body? So sex became like a chore. I felt like it was something I had to do just often enough to not have a fight about it. But to minimize it because it was so emotionally and mentally uncomfortable for me. I frequently started to spend more and more time upstairs in our bedroom in an effort to protect myself. I would fake being asleep or I would go to bed early and be asleep specifically because I wanted to avoid any chance for intimacy. And I became more and more isolated from my spouse, from my children, from friends and family, and really lived out this hell in private. Now, today, I find myself in a very healthy and happy relationship. And it's one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this today, because not only where I came from and what I dealt with, but a big part of us being able to move forward in life is being able to heal. And I don't think we can ever really heal until we understand the why, at least for me, I really, really need to understand the why and bringing it full circle and having a big picture approach has helped me make peace in my heart. And I know make better decisions in my relationship and not just intimacy, but with anyone. 
My partner and I have been together now for three and a half years. And he too was married before and infidelity did play a role in their relationship. And I will tell you that he is by far the most affectionate human being I've ever met in my life. Now take that into account. I had three humans grow inside me. I nurtured them from my body for close to two years after I birthed them into this world. And I still feel that he is in more need of physical affection than even my own children. And that's not to say like a a sex addiction or anything like that. His love language really truly is being close and skin to skin and experiencing that intimacy that for a very, very long time he didn't have. And I think a lot of that stemmed from an incompatibility. And just like with me, when you get married very young, you don't know what you don't know. And we want to hope for the best, but it's really hard because we grow and develop our entire lives. And as you and your partner grow and change, you may very well realize that you have very different needs. You have very different views on um, what you want out of life. And so from his relationship, he was starved. He was starving for affection. And I do not by any means condone infidelity. My purpose here is to share my experience and my understanding to help others gain insight so that you can not only avoid the pitfalls, but also help you through the process that if this has happened to you, to know you're not alone and to understand why it happens, that it is not necessarily a reflection of you as an individual, but there are circumstances that contribute to this. So it was really through each of us noticing that we were both very lonely throughout our divorces. We both struggled. And I think that's where we really became kindred spirits. But then for two people who had very different roles in infidelity to share their story and begin to understand the way that it played out in their relationships can be very beneficial and very healing. And so I shared the impact that infidelity had on me and my self-esteem and my marriage. And he was able to tell me about his anger and his isolation, and his loneliness, and his yearning to connect with someone. And throughout both of those messages, I was able to begin to understand the role that I played in my own relationship. I want to take a quick second to say that if if you have a partner who has been unfaithful, please do not suffer in silence. This can hurt you. It can hurt your relationship. It can hurt your children. It can hurt your self-esteem. It can lead to depression and guilt and shame and jealousy and anger and self-hate. And for me, it was a slippery slope to years of not prioritizing myself. I didn't feel I was worth love and compassion and connection I didn't set boundaries at work or with my friends or my family because I was constantly worried what other people thought about me. This stemmed from my inner voice. And what I thought about myself, I felt I had failed. I felt I was a terrible wife because my husband thought 
out a connection with someone else. I thought I was a terrible mother because deep down I wanted to leave, but I stayed. But then I felt I was a terrible woman because I stayed 10 more years for my kids. Because deep down inside, I always thought if if someone didn't treat me right, then I would walk away. And I didn't do that. And as I went down this slippery, slippery slope and just eroded every ounce of self-respect I had, it wasn't until I really started contemplating suicide that I finally protected myself. I finally started taking steps to protect myself, my kids, and my wellness. And I never thought that I would date again, let alone enter into a serious relationship. My trust in other humans was gone. But through it all, a simple flirtation turned into a deep, meaningful conversation, and then another. And my partner and his spouse at the time were both suffering. Their trust had been broken too. And I saw the pain. I saw the despair. Our souls connected because we each had insight around infidelity that would help one another heal. And it was during the first year together, I was able to gain clarity around the betrayal in my own marriage. And I've really come to believe that most infidelity stems from a place of wanting, maybe even needing to form a connection with another human to feel alive. It felt as though my ex-husband purposely chose to hurt me and our marriage and our family. I didn't feel he valued me or our relationship. And as a new mother, working more than full-time, balancing my career, two kids under five, and taking on all the household duties, cleaning, groceries, I honestly, I was, I was fucking exhausted. I wanted to sleep, not have sex. I wanted companionship not my spouse, to cop a feel, and I wanted a friend and a partner, not someone to pressure me to perform in the bedroom. I didn't readily understand all that, nor did I have the skills to express my wants and my needs. And my spouse would say he wanted sex, but what he wanted was connection. His connection was physical, yet mine was emotional. And not feeling connected to your partner increases feelings of loneliness. It decreases your self-esteem, leads to doubt about your relationship, your future, your choice of your partner, whether we're failing and it leaves us wondering, you know, what, what did I do wrong? And as I learned how my current partner had suffered in his marriage, I was able to practice deep compassion for him and his ex-wife. I saw the loss and the pain on both sides. I related to him staying in his marriage for so long out of fear. Fear that others would see him as a failure. Fear over what would happen to his spouse because he was supporting her. Fear because his self-esteem was so low he didn't see a future outside of his misery. It was through supporting him that I was able to make peace with my past. I forgave my ex-husband knowing he was trying to meet needs we weren't able to as a couple. I forgave myself for staying, for blaming him and myself, for not protecting myself and setting boundaries, for allowing the cheating to erode my self-esteem and my self-worth. And now I'm, I'm blessed to have the opportunity to help others. And if you are a mother struggling to feel successful in any area of your life, whether it's yourself, 
with your spouse, as a parent in your career, I can help you. And if your wife is struggling, if you see that her health is declining, if you see that her sleep is compromised, that she's struggling to make time for herself, come spend time with me. I can help you find ways to help her. My partner helps me with every chore in our home. If he sees me switching laundry, he'll make a mental note and he'll do the next load. If I start emptying the garbage, he'll clean the cat box because he knows it's not my favorite. He shares in the workload, helping me preserve my energy, which increases my appreciation for him, and it cultivates connection and closeness within our relationship. I feel understood and seen. He feels he's contributing. We feel we are a team, and we practice intimacy in all things. Intimacy is essential in any relationship because it forms the basis for connection and communication. It ensures that each person feels understood. It allows them to be themselves and ensures that each person gets the care and comfort that they need. My partner's love language is physical affection, while my love language is acts of service. I'm able to prioritize his needs when I feel supported in the chores and anything dealing with the kids and projects. And he prioritizes my needs, knowing this boosts my ability to physically connect. I feel seen, I feel supported, and I trust him, allowing me to be vulnerable, open, and experience a deeper form of intimacy. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this episode was of value to you. If so, please comment, like, share this with other individuals. It's how I grow my audience and reach the people I am intended to serve. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for joining me today. I am honored to connect with you and grateful for the opportunity to be of service. If you have a comment, question, or an idea for the show, please send a message through Instagram, Facebook, and my website, buildingbettercoaching.com. Please take a moment to share this with other healthcare workers, moms, and parents looking to support their kids. I've been called to help people stop struggling and start succeeding, and it's listeners like you that help me fulfill my purpose. Thank you.